Jacob's dream about a ladder that reached from heaven to earth. That is the message I have for you today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a look at this story that we find in uh, the book of Genesis, chapter 28. We're going to start here now at verse 10. It says, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set, and he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows, and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. So wouldn't it be nice if we just could just hop on a ladder and go from earth into heaven? You know, most of us, I think all of us would say, I'm out of here. Uh, Lord, it's time to leave. You know, you look at the things that go on in the world. You pick up the newspaper, you read what's going on. Uh, sometimes you just wish there was a ladder to, to, to go home to be with the Lord. So anyway, Jacob has this dream. Keep in mind, he was basically on the run. Uh, you remember the story where he uh, basically deceived um, his father, Isaac, and uh, to think that he was Esau. You know the story, and Esau was really angry. He was enraged uh, against Jacob, and Rebekah knew this, and she basically told uh, him to take off. Jacob, go go to my uh, brother's house uh, over there in Haran uh, until things cool down. And that's so. Here he was. So he now he's moving along. It's it's you know getting the sun is about to set. And now he's going to go to sleep and he, he gets together some stones and this is where he's going to rest his head. And now he has a dream. And in that dream, he sees a ladder and it's set up on the earth and, 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 and the top of it reaches into heaven. Don't miss this, folks. There's a, uh, there's a lesson to be learned about what this man Jacob dreamed. So uh, we need to understand this. And, and notice here, that angels of God were ascending and descending. They were going up and they were going down. So this is what he saw in this dream. Let's go back to the book of Genesis, verse 13. It says, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So uh, we know, as I said before, that uh, Jacob, he, he was basically on the run. He, he, was, he was scared and Esau was, as I said, he was enraged at him for what he did. So now I want you to see in this portion of scripture that at the top of the ladder was the Lord. He said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. Okay, so we know this is talking about the true Lord. If you remember uh, when Moses uh, saw that burning bush, and he went to investigate, and God spoke to Moses out of the burning bush. He identified himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, 
and Jacob. So this is the same Lord that we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we know that that Lord also identifies himself as the first unless we're talking about Christ. So I want you to see this. Uh, this is what we're dealing with here. So at the top of the ladder is the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So obviously he was known at this point in time as, as the God of Abraham and Isaac. He was speaking to Jacob. Oh, yes, he was. So we see he makes a promise uh, talking about the land, basically talking about Canaan. You're going to inherit it. But ultimately, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to see he's talking about the whole world, the promise that was made to Abraham. Let's continue as we go in uh, Genesis chapter 28, verse 15. Behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob, you know, you could say he had a, a true God moment here, ladies and gentlemen. He has this dream and he felt the presence of Almighty God. You know, when he woke up, it was still there. It was lingering. And, and he said, wow. You know, he woke up and, and he said, surely the Lord is in this place. I didn't even know it. And it says, and he was afraid. Isn't that interesting? And he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So that dream that he had where he saw a, a staircase going into heaven, a ladder that reached from heaven to earth, and he felt the power of God uh, so much so, you know, said, how dreadful is this place? You, you know, if you could do a study on that word, uh, yare, Y-A-R-E, it talks about reverence, uh, you know, being afraid uh, to stand in awe. So this is what uh, Jacob was feeling when he woke up from that dream. So he was in absolute awe. We know without question that God gave him that dream. That was a dream from the Lord. The Lord spoke to him in that dream. And, and, and he spoke in such a way that when Jacob awoke, he knew that he heard from the true and living God. It was a life-changing moment. Oh, yes. Yeah. So keep in mind that the promise, you know, that he spoke to him, uh, he was going to continue the same promise that he gave to his father, Abraham. If you remember Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, it says, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So God's intention, ladies and gentlemen, this is the gospel, was to bless all the families of the earth, and he was going to use Abraham, he's going to use Isaac and, and Jacob. You know, that was a continuation of that original promise that was made to Abraham. I want you to go to Romans chapter 4, verse 13. It's a good verse to remember. Listen to this it says here, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law but through the righteousness of faith. What I want you to see, ladies and gentlemen, in that verse, 
that the promise to Abraham was not just for a little portion uh, of land that we speak about over there in the Middle East. It was a portion that included the whole world. It says, for the promise that he should be the heir of the world. That's the gospel. And speaking of the gospel, so the promise, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to see, don't miss this, the promise to Abraham included all people. Every person who's a believer in Jesus Christ, you are part you're of, the, of that promise. You, inc- you are included in that promise. Hallelujah. You, you have faith in Christ. So it's the righteousness of faith. And this includes all people who would put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to the book of Galatians. Uh, we're going to look at chapter 3, verses 6 through 9. It says, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Isn't that powerful? So uh, we, we heard before, you know, uh, about all the families being blessed in Abraham and all uh, the world, ladies and gentlemen. That's what this is speaking about. Let me just read that again to you. I'll go back to Genesis chapter 12, and we're going to look at verse 3. So you, you can make the connection between the two. It says, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So it is the connection. So it, it, it makes it clear that the gospel was preached to Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham. So there's the connection. So uh, this was always God, God's intention, ladies and gentlemen. So the Gentiles, which would be people like myself, I'm not Jewish. It's, it's all people who have faith in Jesus Christ. Hear me now. If you do not have faith in Jesus Christ, you're not included in this promise, ladies and gentlemen. You're outside uh, the kingdom of God. The, the, the gospel is, is available for people all over the world. But there's only one way, ladies and gentlemen, and it is through Jesus Christ. And I'm going to prove that in this message as we talk about the latter. So um, keep in mind, this gospel, we're received. Uh, this gospel, we receive Christ by faith, and that's how it works. So if you look at 2 Corinthians Uh, Chapter 1, verse 20, it says, For all the promises of God in him, meaning Christ, are yea or yes, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. So keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. All of the promises of God, they're they're fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. A yes and amen in him. Oh, yes. Yes all fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So if you reject Christ, you're not in good territory because he's the one that God sent into this world uh, to die for our sins. He's the one who rose from the dead. He's the one who conquered sin and death. So without him, you are simply 
loss. You're dead in your sins. No matter how spiritual you might think you are, how religious you might be, whatever good works you might do, folks, Christ is received by faith. So now we're going to go to the New Testament. We're going to make the connection to show you that the latter in that dream represented the person of Jesus Christ. So let's go to John chapter 1, verses 45 to 51. It says, Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did speak, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith of him, Behold an Israelite, indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Wow. So, that's a very powerful passage of Scripture, ladies and gentlemen. And as I said, we, we see here the connection between that dream that Jacob had and the fulfillment here in the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of Man. He's talking about seeing heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So look at the language that is used there. Uh, when you think about the dream that Jacob had, he saw angels of God ascending and descending, going up and down upon that ladder. And now here Jesus is saying they're going to be going up and down upon the Son of Man, speaking of himself. What is this talking about, ladies and gentlemen? We're talking about the incarnation here. We're talking about Christ. We're talking about the Word of God who became flesh. This is the connection between heaven and earth. Oh, yes, it is. There is no other connection. It is found in Jesus Christ. So if you, if you think about Philip uh, and Nathaniel, Philip went to tell Nathaniel, he says, we found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write. He's talking about the scriptures. He's saying, look, we found him. Can you imagine this? We found him, the one that the scriptures spoke about. And, and Philip, you know, was a little, uh, he was questioning, uh, you know, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So uh, Philip said, look, come and see. So they probably conversed on the way as to why they believed that this was the one the scriptures spoke about. So when Nathaniel went to meet the Lord, uh, the Lord said, look, uh, behold, a man in whom is no guile. And basically, Nathaniel said, how do you know me? You know, like he knew he knew he was sitting under the fig tree and he knew nobody else was around. So he's saying, how do you know me? You weren't even there, basically, is what he's saying. And um, he said, before Philip called thee, when, when you were under the fig tree, I saw these. He says, I saw you. 
So, so we see here the deity of Jesus Christ. How could he see him if he wasn't there? Because he's uh, all-knowing, folks. He's omniscient. Hallelujah. So we see that Nathaniel referred to Jesus Christ. He called him rabbi. And he said, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. So when the Lord made the point, he says, you're going to see that you're going to see heaven open, the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Clearly, he is the fulfillment of that dream. This is all about the gospel, the promise to Abraham of the gospel going forth to the whole world. Don't miss that, ladies and gentlemen. Keep in mind that Nathaniel referred to uh, Jesus. He called him the Son of God, and he called him the king of Israel. Now, if you go to Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 6, you'll find uh, that, that language being used. Let me read it to you. Thus saith the Lord, the king of Israel, and his redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. So, so this clearly shows us the deity of Jesus Christ, folks. Here Nathaniel identified him uh, as, as the son of God, as the king of Israel. And here the king of Israel is identified as the first and the last. He says, beside me there is no God. So, does, you know, you can try to attack the deity of Jesus Christ, but it won't hold up because the scriptures are so clear. And you got to look at the first and the last. You go to Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 and 18, you'll see that the first and the last is speaking of Christ, the one who was dead and is now alive forevermore. So all of these beautiful verses, they connect together, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So I want you to see this. Uh, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the ladder. There's only one ladder. There's only one connection between heaven and earth. Um, no matter who you are, whether you be Jewish or Gentile, if you don't know Christ, then you're still in a lost condition. Oh, yes. There's a heaven, there's a hell, folks. And without Christ, you're lost. You're literally walking uh, to an eternity in hell. There's no question about that. Very rarely will you hear this from the pulpit. This goes for all people. So I want you to see this, the connection that the latter in that dream by Jacob is referring to the person of Jesus Christ. Keep in mind that Nathaniel referred to Jesus uh, as the Son of God. And Jesus spoke of himself. He called himself the Son of Man. Obviously, he's both. And keep in mind, uh, let's go back to John chapter 3, when uh, the Lord was speaking to that Jewish rabbi named Nicodemus. This is what he said to him in John chapter 3, verse 13. He said, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Now, how could that be? Here the Lord is talking to a man while he walked this earth, and, and he's talking about the Son of Man. He says, And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. Who came down from heaven? Christ. But he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. How could he be in heaven and earth on the same, at, the, at the same time? Deity. Divinity, folks. There's no question about it. So these, are, these are precious little verses that are good to remember, folks. Uh, I love it. 
because it proves the deity of Jesus Christ that there's no way a person can be saved outside of the person of Jesus Christ. Folks, you're surrounded by people to the right and to the left. They do not know the Lord. They've never been born again of the Spirit. They do not know these things. And that's why I'm bringing this forth to you today. Keep in mind the fulfillment is in the person of Jesus Christ. So he came down, ladies and gentlemen, for the purpose of saving souls. He came into this world, okay? He was manifest in the flesh. He's going to go to the cross, going to die for our sins, and he's going to be raised from the dead. Oh, yes, and that's what happened. Let's go to Luke chapter 24. Going to look at verses 25 to 27 here. Uh, this is when the Lord was speaking to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Just let me give you this one part here. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. That's the beauty of the Bible, folks. You take a look at the, the Old Testament and hear the Lord. This is Christ, the creator of all things, folks. He's telling them th th that Moses and the prophets, he's expounding unto them that the scriptures spoke of things concerning himself. So all of those scriptures, folks, that you think of the Jewish people with their scrolls, they would meet in their synagogues. But for the most part, they missed it. They missed it, folks, when Christ came into the world. And here it is plain as the nose on your face, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the Lord saying that Moses and the prophets, they were speaking about him. Let's go to Luke, same chapter, first, uh, chapter 24, verses 38 to 41. So now here the Lord, he's, he's sharing a meal with his own disciples. Think about this. It says, and he said unto them, why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and of a honeycomb, and he took it and did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So, here the Lord's trying to bring comfort to his disciples. They're, they're in a state of shock. Uh, uh, they're surprised. I mean, they, they knew he was butchered on the cross, folks. So now he's standing there before him, and, and they're like, they're blown away. So, so he's telling them, look, handle me. Come, come, touch me. Look, obviously he had holes in his hands, holes in his feet, a gash in his side. And, and, and he says, look, it's me. He, he knew, folks, that they've never seen anything like this before. And it says, and while they yet believe not for joy, you know, what, what a reaction they must have had. 
he said, have you here any meat? Obviously food. Let, let, give me something to eat. And, and they gave him some fish and a honeycomb. And now he's eating before them, ladies and gentlemen. This is the one who went to the cross. This is the victory, folks. Glory to God. And then he tells them, watch this. Watch how he brings the scriptures uh, to their mind. And he says, uh, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. It all points to Christ. So then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. The fact that he could do that shows you he is God. Only God can open up the understanding to bring uh, these things uh, that they would understand them, folks. So uh, this is what I want you to see, folks. It's all about the Lord, that that ladder in the dream that Jacob had was ultimately talking about the fulfillment, the gospel promise that was made to Abraham, that there's a connection. There is a connection between heaven and earth. There's a way out, folks. The Bible makes it clear that all of us have sinned, come short of the glory of God. But, but the purpose of Christ coming into the world, dying for our sins, conquered sin and death, and now he's, he's showing the people that the scriptures pointed to him. There is no other way, ladies and gentlemen. Tons of religions in the world. Don't listen to the people that tell you all roads lead to heaven. Oh, yes. Don't listen to that, folks. I, I'm, I'm working on another message uh, regarding the Pope and, and, and his antics. Uh, the title of that message uh, will be called The Handwriting is on the Wall. And uh, the hour's late, folks. You need to know these things. So I'm bringing this forth uh, to you today, folks. If you're interested in getting saved, I want you to know there's a ladder. Hallelujah. And the ladder is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm going to leave it right there. You be blessed and have a great day.